You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. There's scrimmage to talk about. That was on Sunday night. Lots and lots to discuss there. Gators get a commitment. DJ Leitzman, linebacker, commits to the Gators here on this Monday. I'm coming to you right after that commitment, was posted on social media, on Twitter. So good stuff there from him. Uh, so lot, lot, lots, lots to discuss here on Gators Breakdown. Thanks for uh, a lot of people joining me live right here on YouTube. I know it was kind of short notice, but um, went ahead and just decided to do one <laughs> right here at lunchtime here on this Monday. Uh, hopefully some of you are catching it live. If you're not, uh, you get the replay on the podcast version or just a replay of the YouTube version. But uh, either way, you're listening. Thanks so much for helping out. If uh, you were following along on Sunday night, I posted uh, that I was getting some live updates from the scrimmage on Sunday night. And if you were part of Gators Breakdown Plus, if you're a Gators Breakdown Plus member, you got that benefit early there on the Discord chat. So uh, at least early on in the scrimmage, we were getting a whole lot of notes sent our way. And I was sharing it with you guys. Shared uh, that the notes were there. A lot of the new members have joined Gators Breakdown Plus. So thank you so much that uh, for joining there. Uh, and hopefully even more content to come as we get closer to football season and during the season as well. Link will be in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. All right, let's get to the scrimmage. A lot to discuss. And the trend from the spring continues as the defense controls the scrimmage, I think what back in the spring we had three scrimmages and the defense clearly had won two of the three. I think the offense at least pulled even in that last scrimmage. That's what you wanted to see with that last scrimmage of the spring heading into the offseason and then getting ready for summer and fall camp. First scrimmage of the fall, that trend continues with the defense and not surprisingly leading the way. Look, uh, best way to describe it for me, and I think I said this in the spring too, if defense was your biggest question and your biggest um, worry for this team, it should be a good thing, 
that you're hearing good things about the defense. And look around the country. Go to Georgia right now. They're pretty much saying the same thing. Their defense controlled the first scrimmage, and their offense is supposed to be a whole lot better than uh, than Florida's. You know, according to the pundits out there, Georgia's replacing a whole bunch of defensive players, and it's still their defense ahead of their offense. That's really – and go around the country, I think Clemson's the same way uh, saying that right now. It's just kind of the way it goes early. And, and it's and I talk about trends from the spring. Well, the trend for scrimmages, the defense is usually ahead of the offense. There's still a lot of install in the offense happening for, for Florida. And I guess I'll just start right here. Lots of pressure on the quarterbacks, and a lot of people will point the fingers at the offensive line. Florida's still trying to figure out, I think, the offensive line. And Kingsley Aguaken, uh got a lot of playing time in the scrimmage. The interior of the offensive line had the best uh, play of the offensive line overall. Aguaken uh, doing some nice things at center, uh, making calls, making sure the offensive line's on the same page. Uh, look, it's going to take time for you know, and take time and reps for this offensive line shuffle to figure out where, who their best five are. Uh, I think the interior did okay. Florida ran the ball okay, pretty uh, early on in the scrimmage. Um, and then there was some mixed messages there how well Florida ran the ball or not. Uh, and I don't, you know, not really going into yardage or anything like that. But uh, I heard it's, you know, the, the run, you would have been happy with the run game. I know there's conflicting reports out there that uh, a lot of not, not a lot of yardage, at least early on, from what I was being told. Now, look, all this is secondhand information, of course. We're not seeing a whole lot. And there's a video floating out there uh, right now from Lloyd Summerall's dad, I, I believe it's out there, uh, of about 12 minutes of the scrimmage. I haven't really got a chance to watch that yet. I wanted to come up here and, and give you my notes first on Gators Breakdown. But, look, the offensive line is going to take some time, going to take some shuffle. And, look, to me, they're going against a great defensive line. You guys have heard me. I mean, okay, maybe great is probably putting the cart before the horse right now. I have that they had they had the potential to be great. I think they will be really good, great when the season rolls around. I think the defensive line is well ahead of the Florida Gator offensive line. Uh, and I don't think that's a shame for the offensive line right now. Now, don't get me wrong. You want to hear better. Eventually, we're going to need to hear better about this offensive line. But for right now, first scrimmage of the, se- of the season, first scrimmage of fall camp, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it right now. Mullen's going to scheme around it. He'll figure out the offense. He'll figure out a way to get by this offensive line. And, and you know, with this style of offense, I think he can do that. But, you know, of course, right now, defense ahead of offense and right now you're going to point to the trenches and the offensive line versus this defensive line all right uh of course we can move the quarterbacks there as i just said they were running 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 and more running well you know or getting pressured i guess i shouldn't say they were running because not a lot of running going on in the scrimmage from the quarterback position uh there but getting rushed a lot from the defensive line uh and uh jeremiah moon of course Uh, i'll get into some more defense too uh but he had a nice scrimmage as well but um, I know um, Emory threw a pick six to Elam and uh, conflicting reports too of Marshall maybe having a pick six. I uh, heard he had two picks there. One was a pick six uh, from Emory as well. Uh, busted coverage on a deep pass from Anthony Richardson to Henderson. Uh, Xavier Henderson with a long touchdown. Uh, um, a long touchdown reception, not trading was the was what I was hearing, not the safety that was out of position, uh, the other safety. So whether that be Rashad Torrance, Mordecai McDaniel, somebody else uh, young back there. Florida's working with a lot of young guys too uh, for, for, for these scrimmages. So we'll see, uh, you know, how that goes. Uh, Richardson ended up with touchdown passes to Xavier Henderson, as I just mentioned. Trent Whittemore 
and Jamarcus Weston. Jamarcus Weston with a, a nice scrimmage as well. So maybe going back to the springtime. Remember Dan Mullen said, look, Weston might be one of the fastest players on the team. Uh, and I know through his recruiting, you know, this staff was really high on him. So maybe he's, uh, you know, another depth piece for this wide receiver group. Florida can go deep again, that receiver, as we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, but Weston here having a really nice scrimmage. Uh, but the offense was stalling early on when Emory Jones, uh, he, he ended up throwing the touchdown pass to Justin Shorter. Um, Jordan had a long touchdown. I'm not sure if that's the same play or not. I would, I'm going to assume that it is, uh, but you know, Emory did end up playing better uh, and, and getting in a groove later on in the scrimmage, but did have a rough start uh, to the scrimmage. And as I said, there can be many reasons for it. Look, guys, we do not know. Without being there, <laughs> look, there's a lot of situational football going on uh, with these scrimmages. And the coaches are going to see the team in certain situations and how they respond, how the defense responds to an offensive set, how the how the offense responds to a defensive set in certain coverages and certain blitzes. They're putting in – sometimes they're putting, in, putting them in positions to fail, putting them in tough positions to see how they respond. So, yeah, I doubt the quarterbacks were running a whole lot. Definitely no quarterback design runs, no need for it, no need to go get banged up. Uh, there, as I said, I, I can't tell you how to take all this information. I can't tell you how to think about it. You're going to take you're going to you're going to take from it what you will, but just know there's a lot of situational football going on around here, and a lot of struggles are maybe designed <laughs> to be a little bit of struggles. Now, don't get me wrong; you never want to hear about your quarterback throwing picks. You you just don't, and you're not going to be on the field if you throw any interception after interception. But just know there might be reasons for it, at least early on in fall camp and scrimmages of why things happen the way they do. Uh, it was, And I know early on it was ones versus ones, two versus twos uh, there. So if Anthony Richardson is playing as well as reports are saying he is, and he's on the heels of Emory Jones, and then he's going against the second-team defense, who has the advantage there? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You want to, you, you want, uh, and at least eventually, when we need to hear Emory Jones is, is playing well. I mean, I mean, I guess we don't need to hear it, but when game one rolls around, we're going to want to see it in <laughs> game one. Uh, but of all the all the rumors and all the talk are going to be, oh, well, not really a good fall camp till we get to see, uh, you know, maybe going back to spring as well till we see that first game. So we'll see, you know, we'll see where, where it goes. Um, and uh, as far as the quarterback position, though, but all in all, Richardson had a better day. Uh, than Henry Jones. Running backs look good. As I said early on, that's what I was told. Uh, somebody else had heard the same as well. Uh, Lingard continuing. And I talked about trends from spring and the trend from the defense outperforming the offense so far. Well, the trend of Lorenzo Lingard making plays at the running back position is something else that keeps popping up. Scrimmage, same thing. Lorenzo Lingard, quote, look legit is what I was told. Uh, and heard that from a couple places. A lot of two-back sets, two tight end sets. So, you're going to see Florida get creative, I think, in the running game. Two tight ends, help, help with some blocking there on the offensive line uh, as well. Uh, two, but two running back sets, I think, you know, Damian Pierce, I'm excited. I tweeted this on Friday. I talked about it this morning on the Twitter spaces that I do every now and then uh, in the morning time. I think this style of offense is going to suit somebody like Damian Pierce. Go back to 2018, how he played in a more run approach offense. We saw glimpses. We saw flashes of Damian Pierce, you know, closing games out in 2018. Florida kind of shifts more to a passing attack 2019-2020 with Kyle Trask. Not so sure that's the best fit for Damian Pierce to showcase his running abilities. And he was on the field a lot because he could help pass block, smart player, uh, knows where to be from the running back position. But now this shift back in a run offense, I think, is really going to 
help somebody, help a running back like Damian Pierce, be that bruising type of back, go punish defenses for four quarters, see him in the fourth quarter beat up on some defenses. And you know, as the game goes along, I think start adding up yardage. It may be, uh, you know, first, second quarter, just three, four yards of carry. As the game goes on, you'll start seeing the seven, eight, maybe even busting some big plays, big chunk plays there from Damian Pierce. I really think uh, might be overlooked a little bit with this shift in offense from the Gators, but then add another back to the set and another speeder back, of course, you know, faster than Damian Pierce. Maybe he, maybe he can be a lead blocker at times with these two back sets, get some of these faster slasher type guys uh, with, a, you know, Wright, Davis, um, Lingard, Bowman, however it may be. But when you get a two back set in there, I'm, I'm excited to see Damian Pierce and a lot of this offense. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we get to see some of the glimpses we saw in 2018 show up for Damian Pierce. But with this, uh, you know, these two back sets, I think there's an opportunity for it there. So going back, defense looking legit at times uh, and some press man. So, so a good bit of press man is what I was told in the scrimmage last night. Uh, quarterbacks were sacked numerous times, numerous times. Look, you can take that a couple ways, guys. We don't – I've heard Jeremiah Moon was out there behind, so you know he's probably playing first, second string. So you can look at it that way. Um Dervon Dexter had a monster scrimmage uh, in the backfield, causing disruption. <laughs> we talked about all about that last week from this defensive line about seeing disruption. Those were the two guys up front, along with Mamou Diabate, who was all over the place, continues uh, to his rise at the linebacker position, figuring things out there. Um, but those are the three names I heard the most, Dexter, Moon, Diabate, making plays in the scrimmage. And look, for somebody like Jeremiah Moon, of course, till we – you know, Brenton Cox is out there practicing. He's, you know, one fan base out there would think, you know, his leg fell off and he wasn't going to play at all this year. Uh, but, you know, Brenton Cox will be ready to go at some point early in the season, probably by the first game. But, you know, if there's any kind of setback and if Jeremiah Moon keeps progressing and keep, keeps getting together, keeps stringing together plays like this, you know, the staff doesn't have to force Brenton Cox out there, uh, you know, until he's 100% ready to go. You know, can he play at 90%, 95%? Yes, and he probably will, but maybe you don't have to play him as much in those first early games. You know, if Jeremiah Moon's out there helping pressure in quarterbacks, like we heard about the spring or spring, uh, the scrimmage uh, last night. So Jeremiah Moon, welcome news there. Doesn't matter who the offensive line is right now on my part from, from him. I just want to hear good things about Jeremiah Moon and out there uh, performing. He's been around the program. You know, it's 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 time to, to kind of live up uh, to, to being around the program for a while and being a playmaker on this defense. Jeremiah Moon was one name heard about living in the backfield, but overall, I heard a lot of sacks, a lot of pressures. We don't I don't know the timeline of that. Was some of it early? Yes. And uh, was it against the first, second team offensive line? Yes. But look, a lot of these high numbers when you want to sit here, oh, they give up five, six, seven sacks. Yeah, that could have been third team, could have been fourth team, it could have been a mix of second and third team offensive line. We don't know without being there. So that's I'm, I'm trying to let you guys know. Yes, I can share some of the stuff. It's still secondhand info. Still don't get to see it with our own eyes. Don't get to see a whole lot. Then look, the, the staff wants it that way. The staff wants it that way right now, uh, and uh, that's just uh, how it's, so things like this are going to sneak out. But details, heavy details, staff's going to keep that stuff under wraps, and that's why you know we're we're not there at uh, at these scrimmages. Uh, as I said, uh, Jason Marshall making plays back there. A um, couple interceptions. One 
being over Justin Shorter, who's had a really good fall camp as well, being a strong receiver for the Gators, maybe, I mean, for lack of a better term, possession type of receiver, just going up, getting the ball, making sure he gets the ball. Um, not sure if the, you know, it's the same play or not. Did hear Jason Marshall had this pick six. Not sure if it's a ball he wrestled away from Justin Shorter or not uh, there. Avery Helm was the starting cornerback opposite Kyrie Elam in the scrimmage. Something to look for there. But Helm, I heard he looked good. Marshall out there making plays as well. I think Florida's going to be okay in that second cornerback spot. You got some young players there. There's going to be some growing pains. But I think as far as playmaking ability, at least we are hearing about turnovers. Go back to last year. Go back to last year's defense. It took forever for a cornerback, a defensive back, to get a pick. And first scrimmage, we're hearing about some DB interceptions from Kyrie Elam, from Jason Marshall. That's the thing you want to see. If you're getting pressure up front, turn those things into turnovers. Turn those plays into turnovers. That's what we need to see from this Gator defense. To me, welcome news. We're hearing good news about this defense. Welcome news that we're hearing about turnovers with this Gator defense. So, look, guys, first scrimmage, they're still learning out there. Early on in fall camp, it's still about installation. It's still about learning about what you have. Second half of fall camp, that's when you're going to start fine-tuning what you have, doing the good things, working on the good things over and over again. You learn about the good things early on in this fall camp. That's what the Gators are doing. A lot of young kids out there. Uh, Todd Grantham, look, guys, um, had some good discussion last night. It's a hard defense to learn. We know that. It's not an easy defense um, uh, out there, but does beg to wonder why, you know, it trends down <laughs> after starting so well uh, at some places. Uh, so, you know, but we'll see. Um, quote, you know, from I know somebody who's plugged in very, very well. A lot of speed out there on this defense, something we haven't seen a, little, uh, a good bit of in the last a couple of years. That's why I was really high on this defense last year. All the athleticism they've recruited over the years. Maybe I was a year too early, <laughs> and uh, we get that speed and that athleticism from this year's defense. Uh, but that was one reason I was high on last year's defense, even with some pieces that they lost. I really like the makeup of the defense. Maybe I'm a year early uh, on that. Um, so, so you know, like I said, uh, a lot of this goes back to what we heard in spring. But the offense, you know, got better, caught up by the end of spring. Uh, we would don't get me wrong. As we move forward, we want to start hearing some better things about the offense. Maybe the, the ones being a little more in sync. Uh, you want to what you basically what you want to hear is okay. The, the offense did some good things. The defense good, did some good things, and and that happened. That did happen. Let's not. I'm wanting to. Did the defense control the scrimmage? Yes. A little bit, as I said, expected early early on in this fall camp. But it's not like the offense didn't do some good things. You mentioned the touchdown passes you know for, for from ar mentioned the running game looking good at times with lorenzo lingard some things to point to uh as the gators finish up their first scrimmage so what we have right now what we have to go on and uh, hopefully dan mullen will speak i'm talking to you guys on a monday at noon here uh and hopefully uh we we, we do get to hear from dan mullen this after this evening around i think five six o'clock uh, there, so we'll see how much he's willing to share from from, from the scrimmage as well. But uh, look, the staff staff isn't surprised. Stuff the stuff that we're talking about right now is out there. So we'll see we'll see how much uh, he's willing to give us. But uh, you know, without the without look, the full playbook right now is not open. You know, no scrambling from the quarterbacks all that much. You're not going to have design runs from the quarterback. Something we know is going to be a large part of this offense coming up this year. You know, you're going to be working on some other things, mainly the passing attack. As I said, you don't want to hear about interceptions from Emory Jones at this point, but 
only one scrimmage, beginning of fall camp right now, not panicking at all. Not panicking at all. Even dating back to the spring, not going to be panicking. So good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, and here we go. Gators get a commitment. We got to commit. If you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what that's about. <laughs> so uh, EJ Lightsley commits to Florida. Three-star linebacker from Fitzgerald, Georgia, my neck of the woods up in South Georgia. Um, not too far from where I grew up, uh, about an hour and a, a little over an hour, hour and a half there. Uh, but yeah, 6'2", 210 pound, the 426th ranked player on the 24-7 sports composite. 44th ranked linebacker in the country. 43rd ranked player in the state of Georgia. 12th commit of the 2022 class. He had a top six of Florida, Georgia, LSU, Georgia Tech, FSU, and Auburn. So some high-profile companies there. Of course, you know, you always wonder about committable offers, all that kind of stuff. But that was the top six he listed not long ago before making his announcement today on this Monday. And, look, you can think about him. You can think whatever you want about him being a three-star. Just won't excuse it for many, many out there. But the staff, mainly Christian Robinson, loves his kid, loves his makeup, loves his style of play. Um, his reputation, as many South Georgia kids do, tough, hard-nosed, physical player uh, that comes down and hits, not afraid to hit, not afraid to, to get in there, uh, stick his helmet in there and get some good hits, good instincts. Pairs, look, pairs well with Shamar James, you know, the other top linebacker Florida has in this class right now, one of the top linebackers in the country. Pair, pair these two together, uh, and, you know, Florida, I, I think, has a pretty good linebacker duo right here. And, look, also another linebacker from the state of Georgia to go along with Chief Borders from the last cycle. So uh, I think uh, yeah, it's a nice little – Florida's getting linebackers out of state. <laughs> a good bit. Alabama's been – the state of Alabama's been hit hard for the Gators in a, in a good way. The state of Georgia now as well, uh, the last couple of cycles, few cycles for those two states. So Gators going out of state for some linebacker play. Uh, here, so I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but he did post a video. Lightsley did post a video of committing to Florida, and some things we'll, I'll, I'll take away from there. He told SI All American, you know, kudos to those guys for getting that commitment video out there uh, for Lightsley. But in the video that he posted for his commitment, he was looking for genuine people and great coaches when looking for schools. Wants to be around great people and around coaches that get him to the next level, the NFL. Tucker Pruitt was in the video as well, his head coach, and he says he explains his game as very explosive with an outstanding motor. He's never out of a play, always finds a way to get to the ball, very fast, very physical. There we go. So that was the summary there of a light sleep from his head coach uh, and the summary of what he is bringing to the table uh, to the Gators. Going back to it, 6'2", 210 pounds, 426th ranked player, 44th ranked linebacker in the country is EJ Lightsley. All right, that will do it. Quick episode here on Gators Breakdown. Let's get something out there for you guys. Some scrimmage notes. Uh, a lot of you probably already knew about uh, a lot of that, but you know, want to get my thoughts <laughs> out there about it as well. Uh, a lot of it in the Gators Breakdown Plus chat uh, as well, but some good stuff there um, all, all across the board. Of course, got to get better. We want to hear uh, – look, maybe in the next time we get together for a net scrimmage, I don't know if I'll have the same notes I had last time. Uh, you know, we don't know who's going to be in the stadium, who's not going to be in the stadium uh, when this thing happens. But maybe we hear, you know, better on both sides of the ball uh, when you when you want to look at it you know, as far as who, who who's controlling uh, a scrimmage there for the Gators. So, all right, uh, Ben Troop, 
Ben Troop will be on Gators Breakdown this week. So we'll talk about his new book coming out uh, as well. So um, it's going to be awesome to hear from Troop with the – I think that we, we got we to gotta hit on him about the tight end position. Kyle Pitts is gone. Uh, what he's looking for from the tight end position for, 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 for the Gators, all the options the Gators have there. Uh, so Ben Troop's going to be uh, really, really uh, – Really, really fun, I think, talk uh, as we heading in to this 2021 season, get his thoughts on the Gators. I'm on his radio show uh, a good bit. It would be nice to have him back on Gators Breakdown, getting to pub his book out there. Uh, a lot of people I know out there looking forward to that one uh, there from Ben Troop. So, all right, guys, that would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Next one, Ben Troop. Uh, we'll get to hear from Dan Mullen as his press conference as well uh, here on this Monday. So, next episode, we'll get to, um, we'll get to uh, hear from uh, – Dan Mullen right after this Gator scrimmage. So, all right. I am the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.